Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I don't know about you, but like I'm more, I'm more stoked, crumped, geeked up about the Sunday night game with the Ravens and the Patriots than probably any game so far this season. Absolutely. Positively. And like, I, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who's like a, like an insane Eagles fan. And I said to her, I said, like this game for Sunday night for me, like, like the Ravens are your Eagles for me. Like that, like, and I'm, and you know, if you know anything about me, you listen to like, for me, it's all about money. I don't, I don't, I don't have a team. Anita, who's your team? I don't really have a team. Born and raised in Miami, grew up in the late 70s. So if you recall, if uh, you know, you're like me, then you know we were only subject to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and so I grew up a Steelers fan. I want to say I had seven terrible towels hanging up in my bedroom as a kid. <laughs> this was my – I had a – get this. By the way, we've got Kyrie – and Ty working the show today. Good, good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I know we just switched over to the afternoon, right? It's 12.03. So this was my, this was my, this, this will describe me, okay, as a child. This was my bedroom. My bedroom was pink. I had a huge pink. Now, Kyrie, do you have a, a, a daughter? I know you have a son. Do you have a daughter? No, you just have two, all boys. Two boys, yep. So this was <laughs> how, okay. So I, my my bedroom was pink. I had this huge pink canopy bed. Do you guys know what a canopy bed is? Okay, so I had this huge pink canopy bed. I had Miss Piggy sheets. I couldn't go to sleep without my Miss Piggy sheets. I couldn't go to bed without my Terry Bradshaw jersey. So what would that mean? Like my mom would have to like my mom would have to do the laundry that night because I was not sleeping. Unless I was in my number 12 Terry Bradshaw jersey. I had seven terrible towels posted up on my bedroom wall. And I used to race BMX bikes and I had a mongoose. And I would not, I would not allow my mongoose to be left outside and it had to stay next to my bed. And I literally, my mom has photos. I literally would fall asleep and one of my hands would be on the handlebar. Like I couldn't go to sleep without my hand. On my mongoose bike, which was all chrome, chrome wheels, chrome caps, washed it every day before I brought it into the house, had to sleep next to it, next to my, I mean, like, what is that? Did you have pegs on the wheels? I was like this, I was like this girly, girly girl and this like stupid tomboy. (laughs) Oh, I derailed. I apologize. But anyway, the whole point of my story is, so grew up. As a child, a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan, then in Miami, the whole Dan Marino era, a Dolphin fan, worked in Baltimore for four years. So I guess, yeah, part of my heart does bleed purple. Worked for the Giants for about six or seven years. So a little bit of drinking the blue Kool-Aid. But where I'm at right now in my life and the amount of money that I, I spend gambling, it's all about winning me money. But there is something special. There is something extra. There's an extra element heading into Sunday night that maybe it's because I just love Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, if you recall, when when the draft was happening, I said he was going to come out. He's going to be the best quarterback in this draft. And sure enough, the Ravens traded back in the bottom of the first round to get him at number 32. Maybe it's because I just love the way that the, the, the Ravens have reconstructed, like, and really developed, engineered this offensive game plan and strategy around Lamar Jackson. And not just the playbook. But the way that they draft and the way that they have implemented the University of Oklahoma and bringing in these players and transitioning them and that style of play into what the Ravens do. Um, maybe it's because I love Steve Bishotti, owner of the Ravens. Um, probably my favorite owner in all of, of the NFL. Loved Ozzie Newsome. Now Eric DaCosta is there as the G. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here. I'm, it's like a, it's like a therapy session right now. Um, I won't charge you guys. Or actually, you shouldn't charge me. But I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, why is this Sunday night game so, it's it's not even important. I'm just like, I feel, here. you know what it is? I feel like a kid at Christmas and Christmas can't get here fast enough for Sunday night. And I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm sure folks are out there going, ah, it's because she hates Tom Brady. I don't hate Tom Brady. I don't hate Bill Belichick. I don't hate the Patriots. I just don't think they're as good as what everybody thinks they are. Here's my thing with the Patriots. Who have they played? Let's, let's, let's really be honest here. Who have the Patriots played? I'm trying to call up. I, if you don't know, I always like saying this. If you don't know, well, now you know. We have a gambling show that I host here. Um, every Friday night from 10 p.m. to midnight called Weekend Wager. And I had Jamison Hensley on last night, and we were talking about uh, this uh, this matchup. And, and, of course, he's from – he covers the Ravens, and, and he's in Baltimore. I can't I can't find the paper. Anyway, I, I had a list of, like, all the quarter- – we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about how phenomenal this Patriots defense is. They lead the league to the best – do you know the quarterbacks – Ty, do you, have you taken a look at the quarterbacks that they've faced so far this season outside of Ben Roethlisberger? And you can say Baker Mayfield, but let's, let's be honest. Baker Mayfield, I, first time in the history of the NFL that a team gives up three consecutive turnovers in a game. Three consecutive turnovers between him and Nick Chubb. I mean, come on, really. His offensive line is horrible. They, that, that whole, that organization, I, I I said at the beginning of the year, I said it was going to be a poop show, and sure enough, that's what it is. Uh, they're so dis- dysfunctional in regard to what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. But, like, Josh Rosen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, Luke Folk wasn't even a third-string quarterback. Well, Josh Allen, but keep in mind, I, I do like Josh Allen, but keep it keep in mind that he did get hurt, and that game was the one game that the Patriots were actually challenged. Patriots only won by six. 16 to 10. It came down towards the end of the game. Um, Case Keenum, Daniel Jones. Not even Case Keenum. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, yep. Colt right. McCoy! I, so, I mean, for God's sakes, you put the Giants up against... The, and here's another thing. Where have they traveled? Do you know they haven't left the the, 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 the East Coast? They haven't... Washington, the Giants, the Jets. Heck, the majority of their travel is by train. They haven't even had to travel anywhere. And then, of course, the other quarterback is Sam Darnold, who was seeing ghosts. <laughs> Amongst other things. Goblins and 
All kinds of stuff. It's looking at the wrong jersey. He kept throwing it to Patriots D-backs. So so that, that's going to be the crux of our show. Giants, Jets, and, and I'm really, really going to dive in uh, to some Ravens talk, and especially when Cynthia Freeland is on. And I'll give you my, my play uh, in that matchup, and I can't wait. I'm, I, I wonder, are there other people out there that – here's another little thing I found out yesterday. It's only Saturday afternoon. More money has been placed, has been wagered on that Pats-Ravens game, like, as of last night, than any game so far this season in the NFL after nine weeks. More money. Could you imagine what's going to happen tomorrow? And the money that's going to be placed on that game, especially if uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, you, you're playing with house money come 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Um, what are you going to do with that money? So we're, we're going we're gonna to dive into all that. Uh, but let's let's kick it off with what's going on with the Jets. Jets minus three. Over under is at 40 and a half. This is the latest. Uh, does not look like Chris Herndon is going to give it a go, which is very disappointing to me. I picked Chris Herndon up on my fantasy football waiver wire like three weeks ago, um, hoping big things for him. And, and I think with where Sam Darnold is right now, I man, this young man, he needs Chris Herndon. But it does not sound he's, – he's listed as questionable right now, but – Everything that I'm reading, it does not sound that he's going to be active against the Miami Dolphins, which is a shame. Uh, Demarius Thomas is, is dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, looks like he's going to give it a go, but he's a little banged up. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Tremaine Johnson is out. We know C.J. Mosley is out. This offensive line isn't great. Here's the thing, the dysfunction. And I'm going to play a few clips when we get back, and we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. Um, the dis beyond, beyond, and, and I'm going to share with you a lot of stats as well, right? Like the Dolphins are pretty horrific because they're trying to tank. The Jets aren't trying to tank and the stats that I'm going to share with you when we get back are just as horrific. And that's, what's really frightening. Like the Jets have some of the second to worst stats next to the Dolphins, but they're literally not trying to tank. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Well, you know, man, you know, I woke up Monday morning and, uh, you know, I kind of found out through uh, a couple of reliable people that I have a lot of trust in that I was being, you know, shopped around. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I know he has a job to do and I respect it. Um, but, you know, I, I hold myself in a high regard. Um, I've done everything, you know, they've asked me to do since I've been here for, for the three years. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't take that lightly. I, I, I really didn't. Um, but, you know, when, when, I, when I heard that I got the call, that my agent called me and he told me what was going on, um, you know, I, it definitely hurt me. You know what I mean? Um, I hold myself at a high level. You know, the Rams don't, they don't, they don't take calls on Aaron Donald. The Patriots don't take calls on Tom Brady. You know what I mean? That's where I hold myself in that regard. So regardless of I understand that you have a job to do, that's that's the way I took it. Boy, Jamal Adams comparing himself to Tom Brady. Can we just marinate in that for a minute? Here's here you know, here's one thing that he said his feelings were hurt. Dude, at least you're wanted. And apparently reports are that that the the Jets got calls. 
for Jamal Adams, as opposed to the Jets ringing on everybody's doorbell saying, hey, you want Jamal Adams? What would you pay for him? Apparently reports were they were getting calls and Joe D doing his due diligence. Yeah, you listen to everything. You listen to everything. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I have a, I have a few friends who um, are adopted and Mama Mimi is adopted. And I've had this conversation with my mom quite often. And you could look at glass two ways, right? One is they didn't want me. Other way you could look at it is, you know what? Somebody really wanted you enough that they went to the extreme to do the paperwork, pay the fine, to pay, make, make the payment, to get – I mean it's a lot to adopt somebody. So, you know, again, I just – for Jamal Adams to look at it in a negative way and I, I get his feelings are hurt. But I just don't think that's the, that's the right way to look at it. But you can't tell somebody how to feel, right? Anyway, a lot of dysfunction going on with the Jets right now. Uh, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play this game, but if I was to play it, I'd take Miami plus three. I'd take Miami plus three and a half if I can get that hook anywhere. Not sure where the over-under is going to fall. Just the mere fact, if you did watch the Miami Dolphins play against uh, the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers this past week, there was some fight in that fish. And so this isn't a, this isn't a team that's laying down for their first-year head coach. And also the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is at the quarterback position and he's definitely sparked new life into this team. You've got Mark Walton, who's the new running back, because Kenyon Drake, you saw him, he made his way to Arizona. And boy, did he put on a show against the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night. So now Mark Walton is having an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Balage is their goal line back. You've got both um, Devontae, Devontae Parker and Preston Wilson that uh, have established some pretty solid, I wouldn't say good, I wouldn't say great, I'd say solid chemistry with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, again, I I, I don't know how this game is going to play out. I, I really don't. It could go in a million directions. But if I was being forced to put some money down on this game, I'd put it on the Miami Dolphins, especially with all the dysfunction. Let's listen, and this is Le'Veon Bell talking to the media and why he can understand why Jamal Adams feels the way he does that the Jets even entertained offers to trade him. Like I said, when I was 24 years old, I probably have felt the same way he felt. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he's a younger guy that really went through a whole lot. He knows, like, one organization. He feels like, you know, I, I, done, I put my heart's blood, sweat, and tears in, you know, in this game for this organization. So um, for somebody to try to, I guess, shot me, you know, he probably felt, you know, a little, a little hurt by it or, you know, disgruntled. I don't know the word for it. But if I was that age, you know, when I was with the Steelers and stuff, I would have felt the same way. You know what I'm saying? So I did feel the same way, you know what I'm saying, if that would have happened. So um, I understand where he's coming from. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I understand where Joe and, you know, Gacy's coming from also because I understand the business of everything. So both sides, you got to be with this. But for everything to be moving forward, they – got to learn how to work together, squash it, and move forward. Yeah, have, have, here's my question. Have they been able to do that? Because everything that I was reading, Jamal Adams, he's not ready to talk to Joe D. Grow up, dude. I, I mean, seriously, grow up. You're not ready to talk to your general manager? What's going on in practice? Are you are you not having conversation with, with Adam Gaze? Granted, I heard he talked to uh, to um, Chris uh, Chris Johnson. 
I heard that he spoke to the owner and that conversation went well. Okay, but the owner's not (laughs) a a really integral part of the day-to-day activity for this team and this organization. Here's I I said I was going to share some stats with you. And they're not great. The Jets are last in the league in first downs created on first and second down. While the Dolphins are 31st. Again, keep in mind, the Dolphins are trying to tank. The Jets are not. The Dolphins are allowing a first down on 30% of first and second down plays, which is 31st in the league. So maybe that stat for the Jets changes, considering this is a more favorable matchup for them. The Jets are last in the league in yards per play. Five yards per play, while the Dolphins are 31st in the league. In 5.3 yards per play. It's just sad. Miami's allowing 9 yards per pass play, per pass play, which is 32nd in the league. Sam Darnold has a league low 47 to 47.8 passer rating on throws 15 if not 15 yards if not further downfield, completing only 30% with one touchdown and only three and, and three only one touchdown and three interceptions. But again, Different matchup. Miami Dolphins, one of the worst teams in the league, trying to tank. Can they turn it around? Well, here's another one for you. Le'Veon Bell. Can he get a 100 rushing yard game? I think he can. Miami's allowing a league high 180 yards from scrimmage per game to total backfields in the NFL. If this, this is the game. If Le'Veon Bell can't rush for 100 yards, if not more, this game, I'm sorry. Something is really, really wrong. I don't care how horrible the offensive line is, especially the amount of money that is being paid to Le'Veon Bell. And I don't even have him in fantasy football. I don't know why I'm all geeked up about it. Um, I, I stayed away from Bell this season. Robbie Anderson, this could be a good game for him. He's got 22 targets since Sam Darnold came back. I actually thought... Um, Crowder would be the target monster, but that hasn't been the case. Miami's allowing... 24% of their completions to go for 20 or more yards, the highest rate in the league. And that's what Robbie Anderson does for this Jets team. He stretches the field. And Miami's DB Howard is out with a knee injury. So that opens, that bodes well for them. That opens things up for them. Like I said, I really thought that they'd get Chris Herndon back. Uh, and it just doesn't look like they are because Miami is 30th in yards per target allowed. Miami, the Dolphins are allowing 10 yards per target to opposing tight ends this season. That's just ridiculous. So all the stars align properly for this Jets team uh, to walk away with a win. But <laughs> I again, I am not putting any money on this game at all. Not a dime, not a cent, not a penny. But if you would force me to, um, I would definitely take Miami in the points, especially if I'm getting that hook at three and a half. Let's go to Evan. Evan, welcome in. Uh, good afternoon, Anita. How are you? Great. Um, so I, I listened to your, your sports picks for betting and uh, I saw on your Twitter last Sunday, you had posted a set of 12 picks and I was looking at the 12 Sunday night and it turns out that you went 0 and 12. No, I, I actually, often, I actually, I went 2 and 10. Seattle minus 8, Colts minus 5, two team teams. Yeah, I think I want to say, I want to say that Golden Tate went over his yards and but, he did, but he didn't get a touchdown, though. Yeah, but those were two separate picks, Evan. So, I, I, Evan, I, I know what my picks are, dude. I went two and ten. It wasn't great. I went three and zero oh with my beat of it. I went zero oh and three with my beat Anita. But the previous week, I went three and zero. Oh. So you can't win them all, Evan. What's your point? I want to ask what your best bet is for this week to help me get back on track. 
<laughs> to help you get back on track because what you're going to go against it? How about no? no how no? How about Evan? How about we do this? My best bet this week is the Ravens on the money line. So how about this? How about you and I? Why don't you take the Patriots? I'll take the Ravens, and you call back in on Saturday afternoon. Okay. What, what is the money line uh, number? It opened up. I got it at plus one fifty eight. It's now at plus one forty five. Okay. I will make a note to call you back next week. And I look forward to it, Evan from Lynnhurst. Thank you so much. We come back. Damian Woody will be joining us. We'll. Uh, find out from Damien. I, I want, besides this matchup, because let's be honest, who's excited about this matchup? Probably nobody, right? Like, I think the bigger conversation that I want to have with Damien Woody is moving forward. I know there's a lot of Jets fans out there, and, and I get this. Like, Adam Gase is horrible. He's got to go. This wasn't the narrative when Adam Gase was hired for the job. At least the majority of people. Majority of people were thrilled that Adam Gase was hired. Oh, he's the perfect coach to come in and help Sam Darnold. Here's another thing for you. If you're calling for Adam Gase's job, do you think, how beneficial do you think that is for Sam Darnold? This is just a crucial time for Sam Darnold. This is a Jets organization. This is the time that you want to, you want to get Sam Darnold to a point where he's peaking and you could possibly challenge and get to the postseason while you're not having to pay him an arm and a leg and a nose and a thigh and God knows what else. Because eventually he's going to get paid. So now's the time. But you're wasting his time, especially if you go out and you hire another head coach. And now that's three different head coaches in the first three years of Sam Darnold's career. It's not going to work. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Giants plus seven and a half over and under. Over under is at 48 at Dallas Monday Night Football. Uh, this is a Giants team who does get Sterling Shepard back. So now for the first time, they have Shepard, Shep, they have Golden Tate, uh, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. I'm hoping for a good game. If I'm, 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 I'm not, who am I kidding? I am going to put money on this game. If you know anything about me, I'm a degenerate. It's Monday night football. Hopefully I'm playing with house money. Um, so probably what I might do is I might tease, what I might do is I might tease this. I might tease the Giants up to plus 13 and a half. And tease the total down to 42 and take the over. It's probably how I would play this. Probably. But again, Cynthia Freeland is going to be joining us at the top of the hour and we're getting, we'll get her take what side of the coin she's going to be on. I just, I, I don't have a good grasp. I don't have a good feel on these two matchups today, but I will end the show with the games that I do really like. 800-919-3776. Also, um, I need to mention that the Mets, Mets fans, you have a new manager, Carlos Beltran. Of course, he was with the Mets from 2000. In five to 2011, um, he signed uh, a, a three-year deal with a fourth-year option. By the way, this is the fourth Puerto Rican manager in Major League Baseball. This is his first job. Keep in mind, he did interview with the Yankees about two years ago, and I'm going to share this quote with you. Quote, unquote, he said, being a player and being able to play this game for such a long time, I've seen a lot. I've seen the importance of what players need in the clubhouse. Here's the thing. No experience. Okay, you're worried about it. I talked to Ty uh, before the show, and we were talking about Alex Cora, who had no managerial experience and came in and won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox his per, his first season. You saw the uh, the the success that Booney has had with the Yankees. I think this is this is in this day and age of Major League Baseball where it's all about analytics. There's no more manager like managing small ball, making making the tough decisions, like like. The decisions are really made from the analytics department, communicating to the manager. So what is a manager's role? And I, I liked what he said. 
Um, I have seen the importance of what players need in the clubhouse. So even though he doesn't have experience, I still want to give this a shot. So, uh, Mets fans, hopefully you're happy with this hire with Carlos Beltran. Uh, 800-919-3776 the phone number. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Anthony in Jersey. Anthony, welcome in. Nita, thanks for taking the call. Good afternoon. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, listen, um, I want to make a point about um, Jamal Adams. I'm a Giants fan, and um, when I first called in, your, your, your producer got all over making this point, and I appreciate that. We all could look at things differently. But uh, my, my comparison was I see Adams as doing a couple of things. One, he's trying to um, kind of force his way out. I mean, he's looking at how Ramsey's doing it. He's looking at how Kilpatrick did it. And I think he's probably kind of like having enough. But here's the difference. Even though he made a pro ball, I don't think he's produced enough on the field yet. I don't think he's actually done what he's supposed to do as far as taking, you know, let's think about what happened in basketball with Anthony Davis and all that. Those guys took a lot of losing. There's other guys around the league in football and other sports that took a lot of losing before they start complaining. I think think he got with his representative, and I think he's trying to find his way out. Here's the thing. In a way. Anthony, I, I, I... I respectfully disagree with I got you. I have other points too, but, but, yeah. but Anthony, I respectfully disagree with you. But here's the thing: listen, you know, to make it to this level, think about this. You know, guys like Odell Beckham Jr., guys like like Saquon Barkley, guys like Jamal Adams, they have their entire career. They have always been like the cream of the crop, to the point where they are such exceptional athletes that whatever teams they've been on, like Pop Warner, for example, or you know, JV or high school or co- like they're not used to losing like this. There, there, I'm, there, there are a number of guys in the NFL that second, third string guys. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about guys like Jamal Adams. I'm, th- I'm talking about guys like like Odell Beckham Jr. Like they're not used to losing because they're so exceptional at what they do and their athleticism and how they play that they 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 took whatever teams they played on. Uh, and at- I can understand that. So but it's, it's a hard pill also, to swallow for a lot of these guys. He's got drafted. He got drafted to the Jets. I guess I'm a Giants fan. He got drafted to the Jets, and he has to have to go through the process of letting, letting them put kind of put the team together. Odom had a couple of fair points that uh, Beckham had a fair points. Look, the quarterbacks was getting older, and they weren't putting the offensive line together. Hey, about the Mets, um, I like I like the situation with the Mets. And here's the thing: I got a, I got a trivia for you. He's the eighth guy who's actually played, and now is going to be a manager. Or, or the team? Can you name the, the, the other seven? Thanks for the call. Thanks I'm taking the call. Anthony, this is the thing. You've got to call Dave Rothenberg uh, for Stump Rothy for that. That's not, <laughs> uh, not this chick, especially. A baseball trivia question? Not here, Anthony. Save that for Dave Rothenberg. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.